Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by an attacker on the Vermont Women's Lacrosse team, Lily Trainer. Uh, Lily, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Everything's good. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on, and obviously, uh, we're in the middle of the summer right now as we record this, so how has your summer been going so far, and uh, what have you been up to since uh, graduating under as an undergrad? Yeah, so the summer's flown by. It's crazy how fast summer goes, which sucks, but uh, since graduating, I have gotten a job, so I've been working there for about two months, so I've been doing that, um, spending free time coaching with my old club team in order to kind of stay in the game now that I'm not playing anymore kind of just give back to the sport that's giving me everything basically um so I've been doing that and then just whenever I have free time I've been coming to the Cape and just trying to relax and enjoy the summer that I have the first summer I have that I don't have to be fully focused on lacrosse or training which has been a definite switch up yeah you sort of answered my next question but uh-huh. obviously you aren't I'm assuming you're not coming back to Vermont for your fifth year. So um, have you, are you sort of finished with lacrosse after the summer or do you sort of plan to sort of still be involved with the game? Like you mentioned, coaching club and all that stuff um, throughout the season. Yeah, I'm going to keep coaching with my club team. Uh, Lacrosse. I love the sport and it'd it'd be insane for me to completely give it up. Um, So I think continuing coaching, especially local, will definitely be a nice outlet and kind of, bring me back to the days where and just enjoy the game and remember why I love the sport and especially help this new generation of players is going to be great. So yeah, I'm going to definitely keep and try to do that. Nice. And do you plan to come back to Vermont to watch some games? Oh, for sure. Um, I have so many friends still on the team and just continue to watch them. A lot of them are going to graduate this year, so it's going to be sad, but yeah, they play a lot of local games and I'll definitely try and get up there. Um, yeah, I'm still one of the, I'm still going to root for them and everything. So I'm going to try to get to as many as I can, at least. That's good. That sounds good. Well, I sort of now want to start off the podcast like I always do by talking about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So uh, from the research that I did on yourself, it says you're from Holliston, Massachusetts. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I started playing lacrosse and I think it was second grade just through a local developmental program um, with the town because my mom had played when she was younger and she said why not give it a shot I had grown grown up playing soccer because that's how my that's the sport my dad played when he was younger he went to college for that so I grew up playing soccer and then my mom was like let's branch out let's try something new so picked up a stick second grade um, then I kind of just stayed with the town programs like the youth programs um, did that then around I think it was fourth grade I decided to try out for a club um so I made my first club team around then and yeah kind of just took off from there um Holliston itself it's pretty small town um everyone kind of knows everyone type of vibe but it was great I loved it um and then all my friends Holliston's a big sports town um no matter what sport so everyone every kid plays kind of everything and so you really get a make good friendships with everyone which is great um because you're all on the same team one time or another so now growing up did you like watching any lacrosse and if so who was like your favorite players and teams that you admired growing up yeah growing up i am a huge lacrosse fan so 
growing up, I obviously watched UNC teams and the Maryland teams, Syracuse. Um, I loved watching Taylor Cummings, Kayla Trainer. Uh, on UNC, I remember watching Maggie Dillon being in awe. She had the agility like no other. Uh, there's so many great players, and I think looking up to them when I was that young, especially just starting out at the game, it really inspired me to like want to play in college. And so watching them and watching the game continue to grow has made it definitely exciting. And then once the BC team, uh, the local team, kind of got started with their program, um, my club team was end- ended up being part owned by Acacia Walker. So I ended up going to more BC games and just seeing their program flourish to what it's become now. Um, back then it was definitely like, okay, yeah, I can, no matter where I go, I definitely want to play in college type of thing. Yeah. Now I know you and Kayla trainer spell your last name differently, but <laughs> was it cool to have like someone like that have a similar last name as you, I assume. Yeah, it's definitely funny. Um, because it's definitely funny because when my dad first uh he didn't really get into the sport until I started got older into it but he's like yeah there's a player named Taylor Train I go yep it's so funny because you just hear it and I'm like yeah don't worry dad she kind of spells it different I don't think we're (laughs) related but yeah no it was really cool now before college you played for your high school lacrosse team with Holliston and you also played with some club teams as well, uh, where you had a lot of individual success with those teams. So just talk about your high school lacrosse experience and sort of what you took away from that. Yeah, so my high school, it wasn't a big lacrosse school. Um, it wasn't like a Westwood. If you're from Mass, you know that name. You know the Cohasses. You know those big teams. Uh, my high school, it was very kind of newer to lacrosse. So we were a growing program. Um and it was a cool experience just because since not a lot of people played the sport from my hometown, I, me and some of my friends were like the first real grade that actually understood the game and played the game at a competitive level, especially in the club level. Um, so we kind of helped turn that program around, which is great to see. Um, and it was really cool because our league, the Tri-Valley League, it was competitive. It You played against teams that are much better than you or at the same level and every game you never knew what was going to happen it just kind of it varied like in college you never know you can't underestimate anyone so it helped me grow in that aspect um and it really pushed me to kind of in different ways to become a better player um i think so at my time in holliston i had a bunch of different coaches so from each one of them i was able to kind of take away different learnings i guess um especially about being a player and if them knowing i would want to play in college like they helped kind of shape me which is um kind of a tribute to them and who i became as a player now now obviously like when you look back on it do you have like a favorite memory that stands out to you when you think about your high school lacrosse uh experience yeah i think the biggest one was just making the playoff run for the first time our team had never been anywhere close to making playoffs. Um, so it was really cool to kind of be a part of that uh, history for at least the school and achieve that. Um, and then also I think, yeah, I think just continuing that success um, the rest of my time there, I think once we got there once, we all like knew what it felt like and we wanted to keep going. So it kind of became a natural thing to try and get there, which is cool. 
Now, you said in your previous answer, you just talked a little bit about how your sort of high school lacrosse experience helped prepare you once you got to Vermont. But just talk a little bit more about um, how your high school lacrosse experience sort of made that transition from uh, high school to college easier for yourself. Yeah, it definitely it helped in a lot of ways. I would say one is kind of just learning, getting a better sense of working with each other because lacrosse is a team sport. It's not a single person sport. So I think continuing to like work on building chemistry on and off the field, as well as making sure you're setting up all your teammates up for success so that they can play the best. Cause in the end, that's going to help you guys win. I think that was a huge um, takeaway from me um, growing up. And, and then also I think, just having each other's back, being there for one another. Um, my high school, I think those were the two main takeaways because we weren't the best team, I'll admit that, but we wanted to have fun, which we did. We wanted to compete hard and we just wanted to kind of put pressure on the other teams, which we were able to do. So I think even though we weren't winning every game by a blowout or whatever, um, I think we were able to achieve that and just have fun, realize why we love the game and then play hard. So talk about your recruitment process with Vermont and what made you want to go there versus other schools that might have looked at at that time. Yeah, so I honestly, when I first started my recruiting process, it was a little different back then. But so you could be recruited from any age. Um, I got started getting recruited freshman year from a bunch of different schools. And it wasn't until actually summer of freshman year going into sophomore year that Vermont even came onto my radar um that was about the time where my coach there Dalton came got held of the reins at that point she had just been hired and so I remember I had just played in President's Cup which is a huge lacrosse recruiting tournament down in Florida it used to be held at the ESPN Center so it was a really fun tournament um but I remember getting that note from her um after and just seeing that she's interested from hearing it from my uh, coaches at the time. Um, so that kind of jump started it. Um, after that, once I figured out she was interested, like any other school, I went to a camp that I could get to and I keep kept in touch with her. Um, I had a couple calls with all the coaches at the time and then I went up for a visit and yeah, that's kind of where it kind of trans transitioned to. Um, it was a pretty standard process, at least for me, especially taking into all the schools um, into consideration just because I'm a sophomore in high school trying to make a decision two years out of the way. Um, but yeah, I definitely took my time with the recruiting process and I just ended up loving Vermont. So I ended up there. And as a freshman, what was sort of the biggest adjustment you had to make uh, to college lacrosse? Was it the speed of the game? the physicality, especially as an attacker, or sort of uh, balancing academics in school since it's a little bit more of a challenge um, in college than it is in high school? Yeah, I think I think the biggest adjustment was just the pace of the game changing. It's a lot faster in college. Everyone's a lot more physical and better shape. And every, every single player, no matter what team you're on, is a good player. So I think that shift also was kind of a switch up and just remembering that I have to continue to push myself to be better because it's not the same as high school. You don't have those easy teams. Everyone's everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's pushing themselves and getting better. The sport's evolving. So 
I think that was a huge um, adjustment I needed to make and kind of just shift my mentality just to remember that. Um, and yeah, I think that was the main one. I luckily I grew up playing a bunch of different sports between just high school sports and uh, club sports. So I was a, I had a good grasp already on time management. So that wasn't too much of an issue, but it definitely was a little bit different when we got into season in the heart of it um, with traveling days and trying to balance schoolwork a little bit, but not as bad, mostly just the fast paceness, the physicality and all that. Now, during your freshman year, it got cut short due to COVID, obviously. Uh, so how did you sort of handle that challenge of dealing with the pandemic like everyone else had to, but also how did you sort of try to get ready for the upcoming season, even though at the time it was very uncertain when that was going to happen? Because I remember I had the honor of talking to CC on the podcast, and she said you guys felt like you really didn't play a good game against Kennesaw State. And you guys were excited to sort of uh, get back out there. And then obviously COVID happened. So you had that bad memory of having a not so great game against Kennesaw State. I'm assuming, I wonder what you've sort of felt about that and just sort of how you handled the challenge of COVID as an athlete and then sort of how you prepared for the upcoming season with all the restrictions that you probably faced at that time. Yeah, so with lacrosse being a spring sport, we play all of fall, all of winter, and we can't wait to get to that spring season. So you're already there half a year and you haven't even started basically your season. And so for us that year, we had our up and down moments. Uh, we ended up going four and four before COVID hit um, with our last, yeah, last game we won against Kennesaw. It wasn't the best game, but that brought us at four and four. And then we were traveling back from Georgia. That's when we heard of everything, all the teams, all the conferences started to say no more playing. We're going into you guys are were dismissed, we're canceling the rest of the season. So that was definitely upsetting for all of us just because we knew we had more to give. And especially for us freshmen, we were like, we just kind of, we just started getting the hang of everything and we just started. Um, but our team definitely wasn't ready for that season to be over um, just because it was going so well. And we knew that based on fall ball and practices leading up to that season, we had a good shot of, um, playing well and getting that winning record. And so the fact that it was cut short is kind of sad to see. Um, but also because of that, I think when we got home, everyone sent home. Um, I think that next, this that summer, leading into the next year, I think it made me and the rest of my team who was returning focus on staying in shape, getting reps on the wall, doing everything we can to come back better than ever um, this next season because we're all kind of already down and down one extra season that we didn't really expect to be down. Um, so we wanted to make the most of it and it just pushed us to kind of show that we had more to give that it didn't show at the end of that season type of thing. Now talk about playing in America East and just sort of the competition that you face each game. Yeah, so the America East, it's a competitive conference I will say um so my first three years there we had Stony Brook you had Albany who were the perennials and that it always ended up being them um you had UMBC you had uh Lowell UNH us like Hartford at one point it was a competitive conference and I think as the sport kind of progressed so did our conference each team started getting better each team started 
um, ramping up that level of play, which is great to see. Um, and I think that as time went on, with it made it more fun to be in that conference just because a lot of us are from the Northeast. A lot of us knew a lot of players on the other teams. So that was always funny to see people we knew. Um, and it kind of just added to that intensity level of wanting to win that game. Um, but the conference as a whole, it was so much fun. And it really pushed us and made us better um, for out-of-conference games, which was great. Now, we talked about the biggest adjustment you might have made as a freshman, but throughout your collegiate career, what would you say was the biggest improvement that you made to your game? I think biggest improvement, I think just continue to work on agility. Uh, that's a whole thing. Getting Working on my dodging, working on my feeding, being an attacker, stick work is everything. Same thing with dodging because um, you have to get to goal, right? So I think every summer I just would focus more and more on that, those aspects in order to push myself to be better because your spot is never safe. You're, <laughs> if you're playing, if you're not, you're, all, you're always in constant battle with someone else. So I think that going in every summer, going in, I would take that to heart and really just continue to work hard and try and push the level of my play. Um, especially being an ex, ex player. So behind the crease, I needed to work on my feeding. I needed to work on my dodging behind at X and just working with other players. So I think those were always my main focus going into the season. Now let's jump ahead to your junior year because that's when you scored your very first collegiate goal against Merrimack. Uh, talk about that goal and sort of what you remember from it. And yeah, I thought that that must be must have been a really cool moment in your career that uh, you remember a lot. Yeah, so actually, my the irony in this. So actually, my first goal was freshman year um, against Merrimack. Also, so it's just funny that like come junior year after not playing them for a while, like I was to come back, score against them. It was a great moment. It was basically a buzzer beater, if I remember correctly. It was a really cool experience. Um, yeah, anytime you huge goal is always exciting. Anytime you can put the ball in the back of the net, you're always going to be excited. So, yeah, it was really exciting. Well, my apologies. I must have read no, you're the good. year wrong. We got the team right, though. But yeah. do you remember the one you scored your freshman year, though? Yeah, I do. I do. That was a very vivid one. Um, it was a dot play. My my teammate, Taylor Mullen, had got had the ball pass it to me. I rolled around to the left side of the crease, uh, fake tie, shot low. Um, it was a really cool experience. First game of the season, being a freshman, starting that game, it was really cool. Um, yeah, that's something I'll always remember. Now, one thing that did happen your junior year that I definitely know happened was you won the American <laughs> East Championship. Yep. Uh, just talk about winning that trophy and sort of what it meant to you and your team at that time. Yeah, that whole tournament that year was a whirlwind. Um, it was so exciting, especially for our program, because coming in our freshman year, my freshman year, um, there we our freshman class had high standards for our team we knew what we could be and so as year by year went past um we saw our team continuing to get better continuing to push the envelope against these other American East conference teams and we saw that year that we had the potential to make it far and potentially win a championship so i think for us like we weren't we weren't um we didn't have everyone 
scoring a ton of goals. We were a sound team that really worked on working together, finishing as a team. Our defense is connected to our offense. Our offense is connected to our defense. And in the end, that's really what got us that championship. And I think the hard work from our whole team focusing on this one goal, as well as our coaches preparing us, really helped us get to that moment and be ready for it. Um, yeah, that that game was a nail-biter. The semifinal game that year also, nail-biter. So, like, Binghamton, great team. And then Albany is a great team. So, we knew we had nothing to lose, so we came out firing, and it worked. We ended up winning, so it was really cool to see. Um, our team was just so happy because we saw everything we'd gone through over the years, and it was like it paid off. It was a really cool experience. Now, because of that tournament win, uh, you guys got to play in your first NCAA tournament game against Denver. Um, even though you lost that game, sort of what did you take away from that experience against a really good defensive team? in the pioneers yeah the pioneers are a great team as you probably saw this year they made it to the final four um they were a great team they were really sound offensively and defensively so i think when we went to play them it was a battle and i think that even though we ended up losing it was honestly just a great experience for us to get there um i think there was a lot of nerves on our end so that could have affected but who knows um but it was a really cool experience. Not everyone can say they made it to the national championship playoffs. Um, so it was really cool to be able to say that. Now, heading into your senior year, what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team? Would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? I am more of a lead by example type of person. I am not super vocal. I will try my best, but I'm definitely a more lead by example uh, type player. I'll help if someone's asking questions or doesn't understand something, I'll try and help um, show them what to do or just kind of explain a play or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely more of that type of <laughs> leader. Now, what did you take away from your senior year, from your team's performance, from your perspective? Obviously, you know, it wasn't as successful as your junior year winning the American East Championship, but I know there were some positive things to take away from the season when we look back on it now. Yeah, this team this year was really special. I think through and through, everyone wanted to get back to that championship, and we wanted to kind of try and go for that that um, trophy again. Um, and we showed that, and I think – Trust me, every team has their up and downs. We had our up and downs, but I think we started building momentum, which was great to see. And I will say this team this past year was one what hell of a resilient team. Uh, we had our battles and we had our moments where we needed to take a look and we held each other accountable um, a lot. So overall, I think this team, even though it isn't how we wanted to end the season, I think this through and through was one of our best team so far and I just hope they keep getting better at this point. Now obviously uh, you're officially retired as NCAA athlete so what will you take away from your college lacrosse career with Vermont? I know it's been a few months and it's sort of still fresh in your mind but what do you take away just from that experience when you look back on it now and how do you think it's going to help you um, as an adult uh, once you've since you've graduated? Yeah so I've I've so many I've learned so much for throughout 
my years playing the sport, especially at this high of a level, I think I've learned to be a better team player. I've learned to be more accountable. I've learned time management skills. I've learned so much. And these are things that you can't, that are, are hard to learn in just regular life. Um, I was able to make friendships that I will have forever. Um, and I think something goes to say where with these girls, they really did become my family. I know you hear this a lot in sports where your team becomes your family, but you're putting so many hours into throughout the days and throughout the year with each other that you really learn to lean on each other and kind of work together and that everyone has your back no matter what through thick and thin. Um, and yeah, a lot of those I will be able to carry into my job and even just my regular life. Um, so yeah. So let's have some fun now and <laughs> do the non uh, lacrosse segment. I like to call it six questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you and uh, your team a little bit more off the field. So my first question to you is, uh, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? And if you need me to answer some of these so you can <laughs> think about your answers, uh, let me know. Yeah. Um, I think I would want Jamie Chung. She is, she's Korean, even though I'm Chinese, but she is able, she's done well in her career. I think she's a good actress. And I think that she could be a perfect person to play me. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, what music do you like to listen to? I I like a lot of bit of everything. Um, I like hip hop. I like country. Now that it's summer, I'm a big country person. I've been listening to a lot of country, but yeah, I like kind of everything a little bit. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have a playlist for each genre of music. Yeah. So whatever mood I'm into, I go to that one. Definitely, yep. summer is more of a country vibe for yours 100%. truly. Um, I, I'm more of a casual country fan though, like Morgan Wallen and Thomas okay, Red yeah. are sort of my go-tos. I'm not really into like these indie country artists that I've never really heard yeah. of before that I see pop up all the time on my like Apple music feed. But mm -hmm. I think honestly, this past week, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop, even though it is summer, really? I think because yeah. of the Travis Scott album that just oh, came okay. out, but yeah. that's sort of been what I've, uh, but that's usually, I'm the same way. I usually listen to everything. Frank Sinatra to Morgan Wallen to Drake. I can listen to it all and it, it won't yeah. bother me at all. So I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, honestly, it's just kind of a day to day. What kind of mood am I in today type of thing? And then mm -hmm. go from there. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Uh, I think the most interesting that I've just seen happening is just the whole fires in Hawaii thing. That's actually crazy to me. Just kind of following along with that and kind of seeing kind of sad just to see that happening right now but i think i would say that probably yeah um, that's very sad yeah because i've always wanted to visit hawaii it's on my bucket okay. list that sort of answers the next non-lacrosse question uh just to tease <laughs> that one a little bit but no it's really sad I, how did they, do they know how these fires started i don't know i don't think they have pinpointed it yet yeah um, but yeah, no, it's definitely sad, especially since it's such a beautiful place. Um, and I feel so I have a friend whose sister's over there. So they haven't been able all the powers out and all that. So it's definitely hard on families, too, because you don't know what's happening over there, really. Like we only have hear what's happening from the media. We don't have what's happening mm -hmm. from like people living there's perspective. So it's definitely scary. Um, but my prayers go out to them. So. 
same here as well, for sure. That's definitely tough. I would say for me, the most interesting thing that I saw this week was I watched this documentary on Netflix about Johnny Manziel. I don't know if you've. Yeah, I did like watch a, that. I thought that was super interesting because I was very young when he was in college. So I don't really remember too much about his playing experience. Yeah. But I'm, I, I wonder what your perspective on it was as an NCAA athlete to be just frankly say he's partied so much throughout his career and then to be that successful on the field, like with all that popularity too, like, I just think that's yeah. crazy to me. I don't know what your, your sort of perspective on it was. Yeah. I actually just watched it this morning, but it's crazy to think that how he was able to play so well with that type of lifestyle. I think from firsthand experience, it's very hard to perform at your best, especially the way he was. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just ended up working out for him. But it was definitely interesting to see kind of his take. Football is a whole different world. Um, the conglomerate that has taken over the sports industry for God knows how long. So that itself is a different experience. And I don't really know how they handle it um, or what their experience is really like. But from my point of view, it's definitely interesting to see how successful he ended up becoming, even though he's kind of doing everything that you're told not to as an yeah. athlete at that high of a level. <laughs> yeah, but it also sort of led to his fall as a pro athlete yeah. because obviously it's hard to sort of make have that lifestyle and sort of transition it outside mm-hmm. of college. So I just thought it was super interesting. And it's something I don't even know if you could do it now just because of how prevalent social media is. Like even like yeah. back then it wasn't as big as it is today. But I think this is the craziest story was like he went to that party um, on Halloween and just got like very crazy and had a lot of uh, adult beverages, I guess the most PG yeah. way to say it. And then he did practice the next day and was like sweating. And like the coach was yeah. like, I don't even, this guy better play well. Cause like, who knows? And they ended up putting that game against like a top yeah. 20 team. Like I was just thinking like, I don't think anyone, I, I think most people would not be able to handle that. Like physically. No, that's definitely very unique to certain people. Yeah, but I don't even know if we'll see that type of player ever again just because of how social media is and just also how other athletes train just with all the stuff that goes on, especially in football. I think that's sort of a once in a lifetime person you're ever going to see. Yeah. Now, let's uh, ask uh, the next on the cross question, which is uh, if you could have do uh, what is one item on your bucket list that you hope to uh, accomplish one day? I think I would say seeing the Northern Lights. I heard it's beautiful, and I think that's something really cool I want to see, especially. Yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list. Mine's going to travel different places. I would say Hawaii's yeah. probably number one on that list. Obviously, can't do Maui uh, right now, but hopefully maybe I could still do like uh, the Big Island or some of the other ones that are out there. Yeah. Now, well, a couple more non-lacrosse questions is who was the funniest teammate you had on on the Vermont women's lacrosse team? We had so many funny people in their own respective ways. Um, Vass, Kenzie Vass, hilarious. She was always laughing, always causing other people laugh. She's so funny. Um, Cece had her, Cece, if she was in the right funny, goofy mood, she was so funny. Um, and then, well, honestly, our whole team is was funny at different as like different ways. Like we had people who were just, unironically funny like they'll just say something not trying to be and then it work. like mm-hmm. it was, it's just yeah but Kenzie Vass definitely 100% takes that cake now 
who had the best off the field style on the Vermont women's across team? I would say you, Lily, you probably had the best <laughs> style on the team. I'm really digging the necklace right now. But <laughs> besides yourself, uh, who would you say had the best style on the team? Caroline Kagan had really good style. Um, it's funny because we like to call, kind of say she was kind of like Barbie. She loves her pink. She loves, but she, her clothes were always great. Basque had a really cool style. Um, I personally wouldn't wear that type of stuff, but she pulled it off and she rocked it. Um, all honestly, our whole team had their own twist to their style and it was always great. Um, but yeah, I think everyone kind of in their own respective ways. That's good. That's good. You got to look good, feel good, play good. I think yeah, that's exactly. definitely, I feel like, it, I think it's honestly, I don't know if there's any science behind it, but I think it's true. Modern. <laughs> Pro- yeah, probably. Now, getting back to some lacrosse questions now, first one is what advice would you give to younger players listening to this on what it takes to be a college uh, lacrosse player like yourself? Yeah, I think for girls now, I think just trying to trying your hardest no matter what, even if it's stuff you don't like to do. Um, I think just continuing to build on your skills and just really focus on what you need to work on now so that it's not an issue later on is great working on consistency um, and just being a good teammate in general and wanting to be coached by anyone and everyone are just the main points because once you got to that level, you have to be able to adapt and you have to be able to be coached and kind of learn from your mistakes and learn, be able to read things. So I think those are the main points I would say for a young player now to focus on. Now, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Yeah, I think continuing to play games on TV, like big stations like ESPN, they've kind of ramped up that amount now, especially with the pro league that's growing. Um, But continue to do more televised lacrosse games on just TV. And then kind of word of mouth has grown the sport already. So just continuing to build upon lacrosse programs in areas that may not have the the ability to get there now. Like there isn't much around there. Like I know in Texas, there a couple of years ago, there wasn't any lacrosse there. Then we had some ex-players who played collegiately go move to Texas, start clubs, start programs. Now Texas is on the up. Um, same thing, California and the West Coast. So what? get being able to get former players and anyone who just loves a game to kind of help bring that knowledge to new locations is great and will just and people will fall in love with the sport when if they just play it so i think if we can just get it there is half the battle right there now before we end this interview lily do you have any shouts you want to give to any of your teammates family members or friends and who should we have on the podcast next yeah, I think just shout out to Massachusetts. They really gave me everything. That was my club team. Um, all the coaches there are fantastic. Um, to Dahl and to Drummond and Casey and Grace and everyone who's coached me throughout my career. Um, and then also just my teammates. Like without them, I wouldn't be the player who I am. And I wouldn't have the friends I have now without them. So I think those are my main shout outs into my family. Um, they were my number one supporters throughout this whole journey. And it's definitely going to be a switch up now that we don't have, they won't be going to games anymore. Um, but yeah. And then who should you have on the podcast next? Honestly, you could 
I don't have a specific person in mind, but every person has a different story to tell and everyone has their own experience. And I think the more people you're able to reach out, you've already done so much in one month that I know you can continue to grow this thing because there's so many lacrosse players and it will just continue to grow. Um, but yeah, anyone you interview will be a, a great interview. Well, I appreciate that, Lily. It means a lot to myself. And I just want to say thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself. Uh, best of luck uh, in your future endeavors. And I obviously wish you nothing but the best with that. And uh, it was a pleasure getting the chance to talk with you. I really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, yeah, uh, it was so much fun having you on the podcast today. No, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I hope everything keeps going with your podcast and continue to grow. Because this is awesome what you're doing, um, especially like you said that before, there's not many cross podcasts out there. So it's, this itself is helping grow the game also. So thank you.